Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast. This is the one-stop shop for all things coaching. I am your host and your coach, Cody Boom Boom McBroom, and my goal with this podcast is to take the science and educate you in an applicable way so you can use this information to see better results that actually last. Today's podcast is a bit of a change of pace. The reason it is a change of pace is because this is an interview I did for somebody else. My good friend, Matt McLeod, who I just recently was introduced to, but we hit it off and somebody that I'm going to be connecting with in the future because he's just a good dude and we see eye to eye on a lot of things. He is a nutritionist as well. He is in the fitness space as well. He is uh, a quote unquote influencer, you could say, which I, I say with air quotes and not putting a ton of weight into that word because I think that word is bastardized now. But that's besides the point. He is a really good dude. He is influencing people in a positive way through social media. He is coaching people in the real world setting. And he just takes a very down-to-earth practical approach to the science just like I do. He had me on his podcast recently, and it is called The More Than Fitness Podcast, which I thought was really cool because it's a way for you, the listener, to tap into my brain. I have done a lot of podcast interviews for other people. And it's very rare that I will say, hey, like, if you don't mind, I would like to put this on my podcast. And the reason I did it with this one is because I've never been interviewed uh, outside of the nutrition and fitness realm, right? And, And I can think of one other time where it was close to that. And that was with Austin Current, which I don't even know if that podcast has aired yet, but it will soon. Another really good podcast with a really good friend. But it's cool to jump on a podcast and talk with somebody who's in the same space, has a lot of the similar um, attributes, characteristics, ethics, and morals, and discuss non-training and nutrition things. Now, we did touch on training and nutrition. We did touch on business, but we also touched on relationships and mindset and where I'm at in my life and some big projects that we have going on. And I think it's cool for you, the listener, to kind of get an insight into who I am as a person more than just a coach or a podcaster because... The reality is, is I'm a human. I'm just like everybody else. I do experience anxiety. I do experience stress. Um, I do set big targets. I do create scarcity. I do have doubts. But I also conquer those things with help and through practices that I practice on a daily basis. So I feel like this just kind of humanizes me a little bit more for you, the listener. I think that's very important because every time I hear a podcaster or I follow somebody on Instagram or whatever it may be, and then I get a chance to actually have a conversation with them or actually meet them in person, it creates so much more respect and connection between me and that individual because I see them as a human being, not just as a content producer. And that's my goal with showing you this podcast. It's to let you get inside my head, to learn a little bit more about me as an individual and as an entrepreneur and as a father, as a husband, um, a recently new husband because my wedding was just a few days ago. Um, If you guys are in the loop on my Instagram story, you probably saw that by now. Um, But yeah, this is a really cool podcast. I'm excited for you guys to hear. If you like this episode and if you enjoy the idea of listening to fitness and nutrition professionals talking about non-fitness and nutrition things, go check out Matt's podcast. His name is Matt McLeod. It's called the More Than Fitness Podcast. I will link my episode in the description so you can click that, head over there, hit subscribe, help him grow his podcast and really absorb the information because again, there's a lot of my peers that have been interviewed by him as well. And a lot of just really cool people in the industry talking about non-fitness stuff, which I think is a really cool concept. So before I rant any further about Matt McLeod, which I will add is he thought this was kind of funny and probably weird. And so did the other people that I said this, but I feel like Matt McLeod is somewhat of a Tom Cruise action character from a film uh, type of name. Am I wrong? 
Is there anybody in a film, an action film specifically, with the last name McCloud? Maybe. Is it the Back to the Future guy? There's somebody named McCloud, and I'm probably just ranting now, and Matt's going to listen to this and think this is hilarious, and I'm not making fun of your name, bro. I actually really like your name. I'm kind of jealous of it, and I really do think you sound like an action figure. It's kind of badass, but anyway, that's besides the point. He's a great guy. He's got a great podcast. If you want to listen to other people talk about non-fitness-related stuff, head over there, hit subscribe. If you like this episode, take a screenshot, tag myself at Cody.BoomBoom, tag Matt at Mac McCloud on Instagram so we can thank you for listening and see if you took anything away from it. And here is my interview on the More Than Fitness podcast. Your levels are okay. You look handsome. You sound good. I hope you're feeling good too. I'm feeling great, man. Good, good. I'm, I'm happy to, uh, I'm happy to, happy to formally meet you, you know, this has been a, uh, kind of a, a new new friendship here, a new internet friendship, and I'm excited to, to have you on and get to know each other a little bit better. Yeah, man, me too. Thank you. I've heard, uh, heard good things about you, and it's always funny when, like, I was talking to Austin about this too, like, we've gone back and forth so many times, and, and then we finally jumped on a podcast, and it was like, this is kind of weird, like, finally getting to meet you and, and chat and stuff like that, so it's funny how internet friends are built. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's, it's like the... It's just cool though because for, for everyone who doesn't know, like I, whenever I reached out to to Cody, I, I, um, I think it was from Austin that I found out about you, um, and then I, like I, like I told you, I, the way that I find out if I'm gonna get along with somebody or at least I have a good potential to have compatibility with somebody is to look and see who they follow and. I ended on Instagram and I ended up checking your who you followed on Instagram and it was like one after another, like everybody like in fitness, out of fitness, everything. So I was like, okay, this dude seems seems pretty chill. And then obviously, of course, like your your content looks amazing as well. So I was like, I gotta I gotta hit this dude up. Thank you, man. Yeah, it was funny when you DM me. I think you said like I usually fuck with people who follow all the same people as me. And so I like went over to yours and I was like, oh shit, yeah, we have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, right? It is. It's crazy. It's real crazy. Um, yeah. How you doing though, man? You doing all right? Yeah, man. I'm good. Staying busy. We have, uh, my wedding is next week. So it's been like fucking just. Oh shit. Okay. All right, time, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I call been, you prime time right now. Yeah, dude. So adrenaline is high. Nerves are kicking in. Um, I mean. We have a baby together, so we're pretty much already ma- married. <laughs> you kind of sealed the deal already. Yeah, it's, we're, we're there, but yeah, man, it's just it's shit is getting real. Um, business is good, life is good, family's good. I'm just I'm just loving it, man. Everything's going really well. Um, and uh, like I said, it's just it's crazy when you know somebody. I don't know if you're married, but you know somebody so well. I have a daughter with her. We live together. We own a house together, and like writing the vows, you get super nervous and you're like, why am I nervous about this? Like she's right. clearly here with me. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just nuts, man. It's, no, I, I get it. Yeah. No, I've, I've been with my girlfriend going on three years now. Um, and we, we do live together. I'm here in my uh, closet of our two bedroom apartment. <laughs> this is my, this is my silly goose studios. This is where I hang out and this is where I do my podcast and actually a lot of my work too. Um, it's kind of just a little walk-in closet and it's a, a nice little space, but we've, yeah, we've been, we've been going strong for about three years now and yeah, marriage is definitely in the future and, and things like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. That's, that's super exciting. The, I mean, marriage, I'm sure, um, yeah, with the business, with the kid, you've been, you probably had your hands pretty full, huh? Yeah, man. It's, it's kind of funny. I'm, I've always been like a very busy person. So like even growing up, like it almost to a bad extent where I had like FOMO, like I had to be doing something constantly, I had to go places, I had to see people, I had to do things. Um, so it doesn't stress me out, man. It's just kind of how 
like my schedule is just like one thing after another. And if it's not like that, I actually get more anxiety. So like from 5am when I wake up to 5pm, it's just like, just nonstop. And then five hits and it's like, and it's just chill with my daughter, watch some stupid cartoons that she loves and just chill. You know what I mean? But, and it's like a completely different, like way up here and just, just drop down. But, um, but yeah, man, people always say like, how do you, how do you go, go, go? And it's just, I thrive on it, man. I mean, like, so 2017, so in three months, we found out we were having a daughter. We bought our first house. So we moved again. We bought our first house. I quit my job to go all in on my online business. Um, and I proposed to her <laughs> all in a three month span. And it was like, for a small point in time, it was overwhelming. It was just like, poof, just like crazy. But it just, I don't know, like after doing so many things in such a small period of time now, like it just feels like that's just the norm. It's just like keep doing things. And I think at the end of the day too, it's like I, YOLO is such a cheesy ass thing. But I always think about that, man. I'm like, you know what? Like we have one life. Like why not do as much as you can? Like I let, this sounds, this sounds really funny, but have you heard the Kevin Hart? Do you listen to Joe Rogan? Of course I do. Did you hear the Kevin Hart episode? Of course I did. So <laughs> I actually listened to it because I was like, man, because sometimes, and you might understand this. So many podcasts, so many books, you're, it's always like information overload. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to this podcast and just laugh and just like take a chill from the study style podcast for a little bit, which is why I like this show. It's why I like Austin's show as well. And uh, it was the complete opposite of what I was expecting. Right. And, it was. It was very serious actually. Yeah. And super motivating. And, yeah. and like when he started saying like, why not? Because Joe was like, why do you do this, 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 you own this company, this, then he's like, why not? Like, why not? And I was just like, fuck, he's so right. Why can't we do more? I 100% agree. You've ba- you basically finessed, you, you've mastered progressive overload in your life. Yeah, dude. And, and big key, you have to deload. Like me and this is actually me and Austin, uh, we did one for his show and we talked about this in, in extensive amounts of just like every area of your life you should deload. I mean, I think it's finally being common that people are taking diet breaks. Like it's a normal thing now, thankfully. And that's kind of like the deload in nutrition, right? But I always look at it like from an entrepreneur standpoint, I call it produce and protect. And I've learned this from my mentors. I didn't make anything up, but you know, we set like a 90 day target and it's just grind, right? Three months, push 12 weeks. And you're just going towards goal, more marketing, more content, more lead gen, more follow-ups, more coaching. And you're just pushing. But at that three month mark, it's like, let's deload, take a full month of just how about we maintain revenue? How about we maintain clients? How, how about we just appreciate what we have and just not forcefully push forward? And it sounds crazy to some people, but that like produce and protect, produce and protect is actually like a really good way to deload your business and your lifestyle. Um, I mean, shit, like, so next week, right after the wedding, we're heading down to the coast and I'm off the grid for four days. And it's like, that's, that's awesome. my deload. You know what right. I mean? Like just chill. And it's been a grind ever since we started this last 90 days of just pushing and then I'm going to deload. So I think that's really important, man. I think you need to do it in every area of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I've heard, because with deloads, most people think of it as like taking one step forward to take taking two steps back. Mm-hmm. But I think it was, it was, I know, you know, Steve Hall and like Mike Isretel and all of them. And I think they were talking about it. It's like, it's actually not. It's actually the correct path that you need to take in order to make the long-term progress. So it, it's, it's not like you can skip the deload and keep going those two steps forward, right? It's like you're doing it purposefully, so that you can come back stronger, more recovered, like putting in more uh, productive work. And of course, this goes in the gym and and in business. It's like, sure, you could say that it's not absolutely necessary, but some might say that it actually is. Because one thing I actually 
wrote down in my notes was a post that you had about a successful Sunday. Um, and it, it was talking about how you, uh, uh, you used to work seven days a week, uh, you know, grind, 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 and you just never had any days off, but you, uh, recently or, or in the past few years have, have started to take Sundays off and spend time with family and actually take that, you know, deload of a day on Sundays. And so I think that's, that's, that's key. Like people have to take those breaks so that they can put in, a hundred percent effort, um, for, for periods of time. Yeah. I think it's so key, dude. I think, uh, it's actually funny. Mike Israel was the one that said this, but he, uh, I think he said like straight up, like there's a reason we have weekends. Right. And I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Like he basically, if we seven days a week, seven days a week, seven days a week, by week two or three, your work is shit. It's not productive. It's not going very well. Um, and, and that was a big, like, and, and I will say, like, I think, you know, I was a big Gary Vee fan, and I think there is merit to saying, like, at the beginning of your business, you should probably eat dirt, he would say, right? Like, grind. Like, there is there is merit to that, but you can't do it forever. Um, and I think it is really important to, like, take time. So even for me, like, I, I look at meditation the same way. People are like, I don't have my time to meditate. Well, make time because if you spend 10 minutes meditating, when you go back to work for those next two hours, you're going to be so much more productive. You'll get more work done in that smaller period of time. It just makes sense, right? And it, it is taking one step back to take 10 steps forward in a sense. But like you said, I think it's just speeding you up. Um, and it's so key. Now for me, like Saturdays, I don't do anything whatsoever as far as work goes. Sundays, I do like a recap. And that's more of like, I don't need to, but it just helps me. It's like an adjustment. Yeah. And it just it helps me not be stressed on Monday, right? Like Monday, Sunday night, I'm like, okay, what's the content schedule for the week? What's, what do I need to do tomorrow? Like, how is the week? What's the focus of the week? Like, let me post something in the team page. So they get amped up. Like I just need to mentally get myself ready for Monday to come. But that's, I mean, that takes me 30 minutes. It's not work. Yeah. 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 I'm curious. I, I need to, uh, this was something that I thought about after I read that. And I feel like I've thought about it. Uh, so I'm still, you know, in the, I've been doing this for, uh, I think like four years now, three or four years. So I'm still in the beginning stages of things as far as coaching goes. Um, but I feel whenever, whenever you kind of reach, uh, whatever, quote unquote, like financial stability. And whenever you, you've, you've got all your bases covered, like you're, you're okay. You're not like gasping for air or anything. And, and everything now is more, um, it's not so much out of necessity and you're more so doing it like for fulfillment to, uh, you know, better more people, better yourself. Mm -hmm. But sometimes uh, I get caught up whenever, cause you, you, you create worry. And like, like you said, if you're not doing something, you create guilt and you, you have um, these feelings of like, I need to be doing something. I need to be doing something. Do you ever like take a step back and be like, what is all this for anyway? I know with the Kevin Hart thing, it's like, why not? It, it's the same thing. It's kind of just rephrasing the question a little bit. It's just like, what am I getting so stressful like what is all this for because you're just going to keep having more challenges and obstacles to overcome so it's just like do you ever think what am i even doing all this for yeah man um honestly every week every single week because i i, I shot myself in the foot multiple times with this like as an entrepreneur it was like okay let me set some targets and then before I would even hit that target, I'm like, I'm like right here about to hit it. I would set the next targets. And so when I hit this, I didn't celebrate, appreciate it. I just kept moving. Right. And then I realized like, man, a year has gone by. I've grown so much. I didn't appreciate or celebrate, reward myself whatsoever for anything. Um, and that's where that whole produce protecting started for me. But I have to, I had to like really step back and I, I mentor some coaches and I tell them this almost every single week. I'm like, think about the process. If you're constantly focusing on the end result and the same thing with clients, 
If you're constantly thinking about the end result, all you can focus on is the destination and you're not enjoying the process. But if you enjoy the process, you have more education, you have more gratitude, you have more appreciation, you learn about what's going on, you have more patience, all the things end up building adherence, consistency, and essentially more productivity. You just become more successful, but you actually enjoy the process along the way. And I think there's a study that showed too, like after 80 grand, you, you there's zero, like 80 grand a year, I think it was, like you have no more fulfillment. As an entrepreneur, you chase money, right? And so it's like, got to hit that next point, hit that next point, hit that next point. Um, and I actually started unfollowing and I don't really talk to people that are about this either, like in general. Not, not like I don't like hating on anybody, but people that are so money focused, like in their boasting on Instagram stuff. I'm like, dude, you like, it doesn't, that doesn't help me at all. It doesn't, it it creates comparison in your mind. And it's like, I don't need that, dude. Like I want to, I talked about that in my recent post, like collaboration. Like that's why I love shit like this. What I've been doing with Austin, um, good friend of mine, Chris Barricat, like just talking about training and nutrition and collaborating and just building. Um, I've been really focusing on that this last year and it's been so great, man, just to connect people. Um, but yeah, I think like as an entrepreneur, you wake up in stress and anxiety, like everything's going to crash and burn. You're going to lose all your clients, be broke and everything's screwed. You know what I mean? Like I go through that all the time. So I kind of pull myself back and I'm like, okay, I literally, I have a roof over my head. We have gas in our cars. My daughter has everything she needs. Um, she has a stay at home mom now, which was like a huge goal for me. And I do what I love for a living. Like I literally record podcasts, create content and coach people. That's all I do every day. Like, what the fuck do I have to worry about or complain about, right? So I always try to take a step back and just go, what's going on? Why do I love this? And I honestly think um, from a business standpoint, it's always so funny because I always get questions about business and like, do you have any suggestions on how do I market and stuff? And I'm like, I'm the best person to guide you towards a patient hustle and tell you how to do things the right way. But I'm the worst person to tell you how to make a dollar quick because my whole philosophy has been like, just give more shit. Just give away more free content. Just educate people more. Just help more people. Just wait till people apply. <laughs> it's like, but it works for me. So people are like, oh, tell me the secret. And I'm like, there is no secret. I've been creating content for eight years. It's just, I just love doing this. And because I focused on the process, now I have a set system, structure, team, and it's just, it's stable and it's going to continue growing. But you have to have a lot of faith in that process and you have to love like I'm semi like in a healthy way. I'm obsessed with bodybuilding and strength training and nutrition and shit like sure. that. Personal As a coach, you have to be right. You have to be. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, I, I dude, I totally get that. Yeah. 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 No, I, yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And it's, it's like, you can't, you can't have your own business. You can't be a coach without having a little bit of that obsessive mindset. You know, like you have to ha constantly think, um, okay, I, you just have those key performance indicators that you're keep trying to push. But of course, uh, you know, sometimes you push too hard and you're edging to burnout. You've got to take a step back, breathe, and remember why you're doing it all in the first place. Um, and I think, like you said, whenever you remember all of those reasons why you're doing it, I think that really definitely helps. Um, but with, with the coaching thing, that's one thing I wanted to get into. Like, did you growing up? So when, where did you grow up? Uh, Seattle, Seattle, Washington. Okay. Are you there now? I'm, so if I, I'm Bonnie Lake, but you would be like, huh? So yeah, I'm in Seattle. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Got it. I'm, right. So, so basically I am, I'm South of Seattle. So like I, I'm where I call true Washington. So like okay. I, I used to, so I, I, 
grew up south of the city and then I moved up to the city in high school and then I stayed there until recently when I could afford a, uh, to buy a home and I moved back out of there. Because when you see pictures of Washington online or in calendars, it's beautiful, right? Trees and mountains and waterfalls. If you go to the city, it's like bums, druggies and big buildings. And it's like very grunge. I mean, in the, like I'm really into like alternative rock and grunge, but that's where it was born, man. So a lot of like druggy rock star, like, slum concert show uh, show houses where I used to go see bands all the time but and now I'm making it sound like a horrible place there's nice parts of Seattle too like on the water <laughs> and there's like mansions and shit like that too but if you go like either basically like Seattle's right here if you go anywhere else in the state it's just open trees and everything like in my neighborhood we live in this big development and there's 40 it's either 40% or 40 miles of the neighborhood is all greenery, all trails, all trees. You can't, they can't build on it. So I'm in the trails every day. Um, but I'm like South, so I can see the mountain. I'm at least an hour away from Seattle. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, I'm here. I mean, Kentucky's very, very similar, except it's more, uh, farmland and, and mm-hmm. things like that. There's still plenty, plenty of trees and stuff around, but yeah, the scenery is something that I, I, I do crave. I love being around green. And I notice whenever I go to New York or I go to certain places, um, I just, I don't have that, that comfortable um like home type feeling you know yeah um but but yeah the, the reason why i was asking because i'm curious i'm always wondering how people turn out the way that they do and so with with me coaches so i played i played high school football and um i was big into it football from where i'm from is like a religion basically at least in my hometown so it's like football was everything so we had great coaches um and i think without the coaches that i had there uh, I might not be the person that I am today um, as far as what they've taught me and um, instilled in me and everything like that. Did you have great coaches as you were growing up? Oh, man. Complete opposite. Horrible coaches. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah. So that, Did you play sports? I did. I played soccer. Um, so I, okay. played, I played everything when I was really little. But, you know, I like as you get older, you pick one thing. Right. So I played soccer and then just extreme sports. So I played – I mean, I didn't really play skateboarding, but I skateboarded, snowboarded, stuff like that. Um, but – it's funny because like, so all growing up, I was always the chubby kid. My group was always overweight, um, never obese, but I was definitely the, the chunky kid. And I played soccer, but I was never good. Um, I was the bench warmer playing defense, stuff like that. And then I hit a growth spurt freshman year, kind of sprung up and that just increased my athleticism. So it encouraged me to play soccer. So I ended up playing club soccer, high school soccer and indoor soccer, which allowed me to lean out a little bit. So I'm playing year round. I made varsity. My varsity coach, this is so crazy, actually. So my varsity coach in high school um, was the, um, so he was a special ed teacher, like tall, lanky, goofy guy, barely talked, very poor leader, like had no leadership skills. And he opened up saying, I'm really good at soccer, but I'm a horrible leader. And we're like, okay, dude, never forget it. (laughs) Didn't tell us his background. We Googled him. He was once called the Pele of the United States. So he played on the USA FIFA FIFA team, uh, World Cup team that actually won. I believe he was like one of the only teams in the USA that won. He played on the Sounders. Like he was literally the Pele of America. Like the oh, shit. shit. Never told us that. Um, and then like when I was, I think I was a sophomore junior when somebody finally Googled him and realized who he was. It was crazy. But horrible coach, fantastic player. My club team uh, was this Russian guy who played for the Russian team. Pro soccer. Again, barely spoke English. Horrible leader. So like I just never had good leadership. Um I had an older brother. That's about it. You know what I mean? Oh, how uh, much older? 
He is two and a half years, so we're real close. Okay, I've got brothers three years, and we're very close too. So yeah, yeah, so I so close enough to be a friend, and and also like a big brother to push you around and teach you lessons. And uh, dad worked a ton, so he really wasn't around when I was growing up until my parents got divorced when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. And then I kind of rebelled against that because we had freedom. Like both parents had to work now. We could do whatever we want. So I really just never had, especially not a male figure, like leader in my life. Um, I mean, brother to an extent, but that's how it was. So I think it's actually crazy because in high school, I had two, two injuries from soccer back to back. So meniscus junior year came back senior year, made captain team, tore my ACL in the same year, uh, same leg. So yeah. So after surgeries on my knee and then gaining a bunch of weight, now I'm out of high school. A bunch of my friends are either getting into bad shit. Some are getting locked up. Some were in college playing basketball and I'm just like going to community college for business, which I just didn't care about. And I'm just like overweight what's going on. Um, that's how I got into fitness. So I was like, I'm just, I finally was like, I'm so sick of how I look. I'm sick of being overweight. I'm sick of having no energy. My knee, I still have a bum knee because I didn't do the rehab. And I started training, met a guy in the college gym who was a good mentor, was a good coach, was a good leader. And I was 18 years old. And it's the first time I ever met anybody like that. Funny thing about him is he walked up to me, older gentleman, not in like great shape if you just look at him. Um, and I, he like tried to give me advice in gym and I was like, all right, dude, whatever. And I just ignored him, but he was like, whatever, if you get interested, come to my class. I run the fitness program here. And I was like, all right, long story short, skipped class one day, went into his class and I just fell in love. It was called functional movement. Little did I know he used to train Jerry Rice, Olympic swimmers. He was still a coach on the Olympic swim team at that time. He owned his own gym at that time, which I mentored under him. I watched him rehabilitate a guy who got in a race car accident that couldn't move from the waist down. And now he walks into their class and does speeches. It's nuts. Yeah. So super smart guy, I knew Charlie Weingroff, great cook, Dan John, Michael Boyle, Luca Hosvar, like everybody who I got introduced to at the beginning, that was big names, Eric Cressy, like he was- Oh yeah, you hit the jackpot, dude. Washington is, well, I guess the the Nike shit and everything's there, right? Uh, Nike's in Oregon, so- Oregon shit. It's all over there in the West, dude. I don't understand. Besides besides Joel Jameson and Luca Hosvar, those are the only two people I met through Tim, who was a guy I met at college, Tim Vagan. That lived in Washington. Everybody else was elsewhere. But I just started traveling with him to perform better summits and seminars and things that were here. I started mentoring under him. I changed my degree, just literally forged my dad's signature, changed my degree to fitness. <laughs> like that week, told my parents and they were heated because they were like, you literally just started going to the gym last week. You're still overweight. Like what? You're going to be a trainer? And I was like, just trust me. I know. Wow. I'm, I'm a great salesman. So I was like, I had every skill in the book. But dude, I lost 50 pounds, uh, saw my abs for the first time, fell in love with training, just started just going head first, started writing blogs in college, started writing for the newspaper at college, like I just went all in. Dude, well, well, well what, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. All right, well, so you're, were you very motivated? I'm pretty sure you, I, I've read that you, you weren't a very good student or anything like that, like, or you just didn't care, you just didn't care about school. Were you, were you still a motivated guy to like do it like with skateboarding or something like that were you motivated to like better yourself it's hard for me to say because i it's weird like i'm literally just so polar opposite i'm i'm somebody that literally took a such a hard 360 at that moment that doesn't even make sense so my media guy that works for me right now is uh, one of my best friends i went to high school with him and he'll always tell people he's like i literally wouldn't even hang out with cody in high school like he was like getting into shit. He just partied, didn't care about school. I was a good kid, didn't want to mess with him. He's so opposite what he is now. And it's so weird because I, I remember that day I looked in the mirror. I was like, I have like no motivation. I have no drive. I'm overweight. 
don't have anything to show for, did shitty in school. What am I doing? Right. And then it was like, I just started eating better. I started training, stopped hanging out with shitty people. <laughs> like, dude, it's just complete 360. So I, I don't know if I could say I was motivated. I was always outgoing. I was always very persistent. I was always very determined. But I wouldn't say I was motivated, but I think that's not because I wasn't a motivated individual. I think I had no direction because, man, when I was young, if I wanted something, I'm getting it. Like it's my tunnel vision goes in and I'm working and doing whatever I can. I'm a great salesman. I'm a great convincer. I, I would convince my parents in anything, friends in anything. I always found my way to get what I wanted in a good way. But I really didn't have any serious direction. I really just wanted to have fun. I like to party, I like to skateboard. It was like there was no real direction of what it, people ask me what I want to do. And I was like, I don't know. I don't really care. Like right now, I'm just I'm just chilling. Right. That's why that's why I'm asking, because I feel like you, you did have this 360, but I'm always interested in like, what was that switch? And it sounds like the, you know, the guy that you met, the first mentor that you met kind of. Uh, spoke to you in a way or connected to you in a way that other people just didn't that made you want to give a fuck basically. Mm -hmm. He, I think he gave me something that I could actually excel at. Like it was the first time like in school I was good in English class because I, I can write really well, which is why I'm, I'm, I blog a lot now. Um, but that was it. Like I didn't do good in any other classes. I didn't excel in any one specific thing, even skateboarding. I was never my brother my brother was literally like the little Ryan Sheckler. He was so fucking good. And he's still good this day. I was never that great. Like I could kickflip and do some stuff and I had fun, but it was never like, I'm going to be pro. Soccer, never going to be pro. Snowboarding, never going to be pro. There was nothing that was like that. And then once I found fitness, I literally couldn't put down bodybuilding doc at the time bodybuilding.com t nation um nate green had a website back then Precision dude Nutrition. nate green i'm so i have my first call with him friday i'm working with him now i'm going oh, to be very cool dude. i love nate green and i'm so pumped it just made me like you a hundred times more because not many people know nate green and i, I him, love that dude see if he remembers me tell him cody boom boom said that he was a huge influence on me because dude when i was in college i was finishing my two-year so the college i went to was a two-year community college you could get your associate's degree in personal training and health. Um, and I emailed him and I was like, should I transfer and get my four-year degree? Like, I, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm doing now. And he was literally like, don't do it. He was like, there's no reason to waste your time. He was like, go do what you're going to do with Luca, intern at Bigger Ground, just learn, get experience, keep writing. You don't need to do that, dude. And, and I emailed him because I read his hero handbook, which was like a huge influence on me. And, uh, and he went back and I was like, man, that's super cool. And then I ended up seeing him at an event in Florida and he was like, you're Cody boom, boom. And like, that was the first time like Zach Evanesh, Jay Frugia, all these people were like, who the fuck is this? And I was like, yes, <laughs> I was that's like, amazing. Way, I was like 20 years old, 21 years old. Um, and it was cool, man. So like he was a big influence on me, but just seeing what he did in the industry and how he used writing as a, a way to grow, like that fueled my fire a lot. Um, but yeah, I think I just think fitness was the first time I ever had any direction to go down any route. And it wasn't even nutrition. I didn't care about nutrition. Like back then it was just training, training, training. Nutrition came later on when I did my first bodybuilding competition because I realized how influential nutrition was. And then it just took a completely different path for me. Right, right, right. Yeah, you have to have both. I mean, you, you eventually, if you're into training, you in order to be better at training, you're going to have to learn nutrition and all the other stuff too. So, so yeah, uh, that's, that's super cool. Actually, my, um, uh, my, the first product that I'm going to be making is based off the hero handbook. It's called the deep life project and it'll be, it's coming out later this year, but I'm, I literally 
plan on working on it with him. So uh, this is this is cool. This is really cool that um, I'm able to talk to you about this because not many people, you know, he's like, I've heard he's like the Banksy of fitness. That's basically what he is. Yeah, he's, he's behind the scenes now. You know what I mean? He's like, if you actually know him, so I don't know if you know who Luca Josevar is, but he owns Figure Ground Fitness and Performance here in Seattle. He's I feel like, like I've heard it. He's really tight with Nate. So Nate's been at that gym a bunch of times. I worked for Luca in the gym for six years. So, um, but knowing what kind of him through Luca, like Nate is behind so many masterpieces inside fitness that people don't even realize. Like right. it's crazy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's just, but he's behind the scenes and I think mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's super cool. I just feel like he's got a, he's got a good, uh, you know, uh, outlook on, on life and fitness and everything. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to work with him, but yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like with, with fitness, uh, you found something you were able to be good at. Right. Like you, 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 it's, it's almost because I always talk about this, like the, the concept of passion with people. It's like, did you find fitness? And then that was like your, your passion or whatever, or did you find fitness? And then you were essentially able to be good at it and you were interested in it and you had good mentors and things. And you started reading more about it as you became better at it. And as you started to progress, the passion started to follow as you became more skilled. It's kind of the, the Cal Newport. So, so be so good. They can't ignore you. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of that concept. Would you say it was would similar to that or would you just say fitness was your passion from the beginning? 100%. I think it, it definitely the later because for me, it was much more like, okay, how do I lose weight? And then, of course, you go through every shit scenario and fad diet that you can possibly find and none of them work and you're just like spinning your wheels and that took me continually searching and searching and searching and that's how I found Nate Green, Jay Frugia, Christian Thibodeau, um, people like that and then I met Tim and Tim introduced me to all the functional crowd and once I started learning, I think that's what gave me my passion. It wasn't even necessarily training, like I love training but it was like experimenting with training. It was educating on training and nutrition. I just literally couldn't put books down, workshops down, seminars, webinars, courses, certification, like I just could not stop educating. That's why like our business model right now is educating people. Like it's, it's, we talk about like we're coaches, but we're educators. We educate you to your result. Like that's our whole philosophy. So when we work with clients, it's, there's a ton of like actual educational processes as if you're a trainer or somebody looking to become a trainer or a nutritionist. Um, and it's because I had that passion for education from such an early age. And even at the beginning, like I remember having my business plan. Uh, my business plan was to have a blog. And they'd be like, okay, so how do you make money? I was like, I don't know. And they're like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, no idea. But I'm going to make a blog. Like, that's my goal. I want to have a website. I want people to come to my website for information, just like I go to T Nation. I will figure out the money part later. I told my family that. I told my mentor that. Um, I even told Luke that when I entered for, or I interviewed for an internship with him. He was like, what's your long term plan? I was like, I'm going to have a blog, just travel. That's how I'm going to make money. <laughs> right. And he was just like, okay, how do you get there? And I was like, I don't know yet, but the website's got to make me money somehow. And he was like, okay, spend the next five years training people in person and get experience. I was like, cool. Can I intern? Yep. Cool. Worked for him for six years, training people six days a week. And it was just like nonstop, um, just learning. And I just, to me, like that goes back to that whole philosophy of like, I just was engulfed in the process. You know what I mean? It actually wasn't until I had my daughter where I was like, okay, let me learn this business thing and like look at marketing and look at traffic to my website and look at what sells and what, how you can sell through words and what type of marketing is best and what kind of free shit should I give? What kind of sell sold product should I give? What's a low end front offer? Like started really diving into all that stuff. Um, and from that point, things really took off, but it, it that's, I mean, dude, that's seven years after like being passionate and just putting out content and just 
being in the fucking gym, just grinding and training. Um, it's that process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I actually, I talked about this with uh, Amanda Bucci on my podcast before. It, it's kind of like you you go through the hero's journey with different areas of your life. And it's just, we, we did it. I've talked about it before. I, I've done it with fitness. I've been, I was in the same spot as you, you know, I was, I was obsessive. I was, I was trying to uh, learn everything that I could. I was a sponge to all the training, nutrition, everything um, to, to better myself. And then eventually become, uh, you know, lay the foundation to become a better coach. But now it's happening again with business. I, I, I'm not, uh, and you know, it's crazy. I went to, I went to college and everything. I'm a dietitian and stuff. And you started earlier than me and you're, you're training coaches. You got those extra years on me. So it's like, you know, there, there's obviously trade-offs there and things. Um, but yeah, you, I, I'm, I'm going through that hero's journey again with business and becoming obsessive about, like you said, learning about marketing, learning about branding, uh, learning about sales, everything. And just also trying to provide for myself, provide, um, you know, from, from my family, my future family, uh, just figuring it all out, uh, once again. And I'm sure, you know, in 10 years, both of us will be doing something, maybe not completely different, but just a level up of what we're doing right now. I think that's the coolest part about this, man. Like the, the hero's journey is it's an evolutionary thing. It just continually evolves because I went through that with my body. And then I went through that with coaching people to do, to do it for their body. Then I went through that with my own business because it was their business that I was working for. And then I did it with building my team. And now it's like building my team's clients and finances and stuff like that. Now I'm helping coaches through my mentorship program, which is really just like a side project. I don't market it. I don't talk about it much. It's really just like people reach out and I'll let them know if I have spots open. I keep it very tight, but it's so fun, man. Cause I have people, coaches that I can teach about business, marketing, the hero's journey, like life relationships, produce and protect, like how to be a better coach, nutrition training. Like, it's so fun. Um, we have meetups three times a year here in Seattle. Like that stuff's really cool. Um, this year I'm going to be able to speak on a couple different events, which I'm super excited about. Um, actually one this year, one next year that I'm already booked out for, but I'm super excited for that. Cause that's like my next step It's like, okay, now I can start like get on a stage, like my first real stage, not like private seminars. I've done a million of those, but like stand on a stage and like talk to a crowd of people, which I'm super nervous about, but like that fires me up. This is a new hero's journey. You know what I mean? Like how do we build this? And I think that's like, if you don't let it overwhelm you and you just soak up every minute of it and you soak up the process and the process of growing within that, I think it's really cool. Dude, that's, that's, that's it. It's, it's so crazy how similar, um, our paths are and how, how, um, aligned that is to where I'm trying to head eventually. I mean, I'm still, uh, uh you know, I feel like I'm in the prime of me coaching other, other people just for, for fitness and things like that. But, uh, starting with this podcast and, and reaching out to other people. And, uh, uh, you know, as I build a little bit more, whatever credibility in the industry and things like that, I do get excited about helping out other coaches. And I've, I've helped out, I've actually helped out two guys now. Um, I'm helping one currently, just like you said, it's very, I, he just, he reached out to me and it kind of just worked out. It's the same way with fitness. What happened? Like I had a buddy who was like, Hey dude, do you care to help me out with my, uh, my, uh, diet and exercise? And I was like, ah, you know what? Sure. We'll, we'll do some low stakes, um, cost to, to just build buy-in basically. And then we'll just kind of go from there and see what we can do. We can learn together. Um, but I, I love that because speaking and, and uh, coaching other coaches and, and standing on stage and private seminars and everything like that, like that's kind of uh, where I'm where I'm heading to. So it's cool to hear you uh, say that you're it's just it's just continual. Right. You're, there's always going to be that next thing that you're looking to do. hundred percent, dude. I think like 
a few things that like come to my mind off that is number one, like kudos to you for doing this. I've done this as well. But I think a lot of people make the mistake of almost being not necessarily surface level, but their conversations are just training and nutrition. They keep things on Instagram DM, like go out of your way and do a podcast. Like I've, I've had like me and Austin did a podcast and he thought probably thought it was weird at first. Now we're friends, but I literally was like, after I emailed him, I was like, yo, like you're a good dude. And I like to have friends in the industry. Give me your number. I'm going to text you sometimes. And he's probably like, what the fuck? Like, okay. And I just started texting him random shit, but like now we're buddies and like, now he's doing like a, a webinar for my team so they can learn from him and like things like that. And I'm like, just make connections, man. Like it's just, there's, and don't just talk about like surface level shit. Like, of course, like calories, just, macros, fucking periodization. Yeah. Like I get it. It's important, but there's more, there's more than fitness. Right. And I think like the, like for people like us, we grew up with people who like I'm in my crowd of friends. I have like a really tight knit friends since some of them first grade none of them are into this shit. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of the odd man out in that sense, which is fine. Like they don't like think I'm weird for it, but it's cool having friends that are into the same stuff. You know what I mean? Like I actually, so um, I hadn't talked about this publicly, but um, we're writing the check this week. We got a facility and it's 2000 square feet. I'm like gym equipment in there. It's awesome. Not public. It's just strictly for like content and stuff like that. But I'm trying to organize like a, a coach's meetup thing. Like I literally just want people to fly out and hang out for like yes. two days and be like, yeah. it's free. But like all these cool coaches, like let's just hang out. I'm in. And like I'm in. I'm in. I, and, if I'm allowed to be in, I want to be hell in. Yeah. Dude, it'd be so fun because it's just like why not connect with people? And then we should content and do stuff like that too. But like really just like let's just have a good lift, go get some dinner and do it again and just hang out, man. It'd be so cool. But um, so I think it's really important to connect with people like that. And then the other thing that came to mind is like it's super important to never forget why you're doing this and what your main thing is. So I was talking about this to my mentor group yesterday because one of their questions was like, the stages of my business and how it's developed. And like, one of the things I kept saying was like, I never lose focus of what I'm actually really good at and what I love most. And that's coaching. So yes, I'm mentoring, but I'm not a fucking business coach. Yes. I'm speaking, but I'm not a motivational keynote speaker. Like let's keep myself grounded and go like, you know what? Like it's okay that I, I love being a trainer and a nutritionist. Like I love that. Like I'm going to do that no matter what. So I am at the top of the company. I do have coaches underneath me the like reality is, is I could make more money doing business coaching or mentorship because people will pay more money. I pay a lot of money for my mentorship that like for my mentor, but that's not my thing. And people are like, dude, why don't you take on twice as many of those clients and less of the other clients? Like, Cause that's not my thing. I don't do this for money. Like that's not my thing. Like, and it would confuse my message if I was like, all right guys, I'm a business coach now. Like, I, like that's not what boom, boom performance is. Like we are training and nutrition educators. Like I'd rather like whenever my aha moment comes of my million dollar idea of like how I'm going to make 10 times more money through that. So be it. If it never comes, so be it. I'm happy. Right. Like I think too many people, cause we're talking about this evolution this is kind of a rant now, but I, I see a lot of coaches going this almost like too far with the evolution, right? It's like this. Okay. Like you fix your body, then you help other people fix their body, then you help other people help people. So you coach coaches. And then eventually you have like these huge masterminds and events and stuff. And that's kind of like the evolution of a coach. But I feel like so many people have that in mind that they don't do this these first steps very well. They don't train and nutrition coach people very well because they're so focused on like someday I'm going to be a motivational speaker. Like I don't care if I am never that. I need to be the best coach possible. And I think too many people focus on being business coaches and shit like that. It's like that's not why we're here, man. Like it's just so fake to me and like the mastermind community and like thing right now is just, it's just crazy to me. And like, don't get me wrong. I go to masterminds. I go, I have a mentor, but it's, it's not those 
I don't know what you like hacking. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's it's not the surface level bullshit. It's not yeah. just woo woo rah rah like let's all be better together, right? You, you know, use my secret funnel and and yeah. make you know what I mean ten x your income. And it's like that funnel worked for you, man. And like I don't even like people ask me like what kind of ads do you? Like, I don't do ads. Like that doesn't work for coaching. Like if I put an ad out and some random person who doesn't even know me sees an ad like come coach with Cody, they'd be like who the fuck is Cody? It <laughs> right. doesn't work. Like build trust with your community and your tribe that is organic. Like that's what really matters. And that's human connection. You know what I mean? I just, I think it's, something in the industry that just needs to be said more often. Right. Especially, especially in our industry, right? Like this is, this is the most community. I mean, besides my girlfriend, like this is the most communication I'm going to have with somebody for the most part on a regular day-to-day basis, like talking to you for an hour, like just, just me and you, no phones, like nothing, like just, just hanging out and, and talking like, we're not going to get this opportunity with too many people in the industry that we're in, um, unless it's for, you know, for your other coaches, like it's planned out or, or whatever. But just as far as genuine human connection, I, I've said this probably on every podcast, but this is my excuse to have the podcast is so that I can have the hour to come on and talk to you and talk to people that I look up to um, and just, you know, shoot the shit and, and provide value for for other people. But I, I think it was funny that you said uh, the about texting Austin stuff because Austin was actually the first person to reach out to me in the fitness industry um, and just like, hey, dude, do you want to like FaceTime or something one time? And it was just it was so random because like I had talked to other coaches, you know, you'll send DMs or whatever, things like that. But nobody, none of the other, no other coach like reached out to me. And he had a bigger, he had, you know, this was like at the height of whenever he was, uh, you know, just starting to blow up on Instagram and everything. And he was like, Hey, do you want to like FaceTime or something? He was still in Australia. And so I FaceTimed like him at midnight or something. We talked for a good like hour and a half, just, just, just random talking, not about like business or, I mean, it wasn't like structured or anything. He just wanted to get to know me. And he told me exactly what you said, um, about like, Hey, he was like, Hey dude, I just think you're a good guy and I want to get to know you better. Like that was, that was basically it. And so I think this is why, uh, these things that you're talking about, these meetups and, uh, uh, connections with people through podcasts or, or Instagram or, or whatever, it's just so crucial because that connection is how you, uh, it's how you, how you level up. It's how you take your shit to the next level, you know? And it's also how you, um, uh, uh, you, you gain more fulfillment just as a human being, right? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, dude. I think it's, it's so unbelievably powerful and it's just, it's fun. I think like social media is a blessing because it allows us to do that more easily, but it's a curse because it took us away from doing it more often because, oh, I can just text them. Oh, I can just DM them. It's like, I don't need to call them. We don't need to FaceTime. We don't need, you know what I mean? Like, um, and I'm the same way with the podcast, man. Like before it was a marketing, it does help marketing quite a bit. I'm not going to lie. Sure. But it was never for that reason. Yeah. Like you can't really run ads and stuff like that to podcast anyway. It's not like a, like a Facebook. So it was like, I just want to talk to cool fucking people in the industry. Like now I'm like, okay, let me think about like who my audience really wants to listen to. But at first I was like, I don't even care about that. Right. Well, how many episodes are you in? Oh shit, like 260. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, I'm, I'm the same way right now. I'm just like, I just want to talk to you for an hour. There's no strategy really behind it, except I want to get to know you better. I want my audience to get to know you better. And I want them to enjoy listening to us talk. Right. Yeah. yeah. And man, like now, now that we've been talking about it, like the meetup is going to happen. I'm ready. It's If I can help in any way, I would love to. Yeah, dude, I'm committing to it. I'm thinking like probably like realistically, like February, March next year. Because I know basically we're moving into the facility sometime between September and October. Like 
it takes a while to get we got to put turf in there we got to paint the walls like all that stuff um but it's a brand new building they're building these warehouses so like i mean shit like i gotta get some time to get all that in there but then man everybody's fine on seattle it'd just be cool to have like 10 plus people there and just like of course just why not chill. yeah why not right yeah yeah that's dude that's sick no that's 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 really awesome i i think that that's uh, yeah, no, I think it's amazing. I think it's what is needed in the industry. It's just, it's so easy to, um, it's, it's easy nowadays to, and I've, I've been guilty of it before, you know, shitting on the fitness industry and just talking about everything that's, that's wrong with it or, or things that are bad or, um, focusing on certain people and things, but it's like, I feel like the majority of people are good people. Um, and they're, they're trying, their intent is pure. And I think if we can figure out a way to, uh, um, uh, you know, unite the industry any way uh, possible, especially in an intimate setting, like one-on-one uh, at some location or something, even with just 10 to 15 people, you know, that's going to have, they're going to have audiences. They can talk to other people. It's just, it, it makes everything better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly think you have to, and this is like, I mean, kudos to Austin for reaching out to you. You have to seek out those individuals. There is a lot of people in fitness I would agree that a lot of them are really good. Unfortunately, the bad ones most of the times are louder, so they're easier to see, um, especially for the general public. So, like, it's always been my thing of, like, I always tell people, like, or they'll ask, like, how do I find a good mentor? Or, like, how do you get these connections? Like, I literally force friends on myself. Like, I force connections. Like, Jason Phillips is my mentor. I've been working and hanging out with him for over a year now. I was his first mentor client because he didn't even do mentoring or masterminding or anything like that. And I was just like blowing him up. Like, dude, we got to hang out. We got to hang out. He's like, well, where are you? And I'm like, I'm in Seattle. You know, I was like, I'm going to fly out and do your certification. He's like, okay. So I purchased it and I sent him like, I was like, done. I'll be there. I'm going to fly out there. Let's do dinner. And he's like, okay, dude, I got dinner with him at like 9 PM, made the connection, became his mentor client. Now, like he has like a million dollar mastermind program. And he's like, dude, thank you for asking me to mentor you. And I'm like, yeah, dude, whatever. Like, but it's like, I forced that Luke also, I forced that on myself. Um, Nate green, I went out of my way to talk to him. I wouldn't say we're friends, but like, I went out of my way to talk to him and make that connection. Christian Thibodeau went out of my way to make that connection. John Russin, same thing. Like, um, all the people I'm friends with now, Austin, uh, Sam Miller, you made that connection to me. So it's like the reverse, but it's, great connections rarely just happen by accident. Um, I mean, they happen by chance sometimes. Like I knew somebody who you knew and then we somehow crossed paths, you reach out to me. But if you didn't reach out to me, who knows if I would have reached out to you and like you fulfilled that, man. And I think that's super important for people's like, people get shy or they get worried. Oh, what if they don't respond? I respond to every fucking email and DM. And I, I, I laugh when people email me a question and I'm like, hey, sorry for the delay. It's like three days later. And they're like, holy shit, you're replying. Thank you so much. I'm like, do other people not reply to you? I know. I don't understand it either. That's fucked up. Like I can't leave an unread message in my inbox. I'll go crazy. I agree. But, and I think it's sad. I think more people, like you can never get too big to respond to a message or DM or something. Like I understand it taking you a while, but like ignoring people is just. Right, right, right. But with, yeah, with the facilitating the relationships, I feel like that's exactly, um, what I've done as well. And I think it's, uh, it's just so key. And that, like you said, people are just, they're afraid to, uh, either of the rejection or, or, um, you know, that they're not going to respond or, or something like that. It's just like the worst that can happen is that they either don't respond or, Mm -hmm. you know, say no or, or whatever. But in most cases, if they're usually, you know, if they're good people, they're going to, like you said, you're, you're like, 
you're going to reach out to them. You're going to respond to them at some point. You're going to help them out. And it's like, if they see what you're doing and if you build the relationship over like a long enough time, like some kid hit me up about, and my podcast is fucking small as shit and I'm still just starting or whatever, but he was wanting to start his own. Um, he was like, and I had gotten some, some bigger names uh, on the podcast in the first couple of episodes. He's like, how did you do that? I was like, well, I built connections with them for the past like four years. And like, this is the first time that I've ever asked them really for anything. And so building and building and building, building those connections without really asking for much in return is just so crucial in this uh in this industry and just in life in general just giving without expectation and then eventually uh whenever you do have something to ask for uh you can take advantage of that it's a hundred percent the same way with me and all my guests i either a knew them from when i was training at the gym and luca knew them or tim knew them or somebody i knew knew them or i helped them with something or i just knew them over time and then i finally asked them for something it's just like hey come on Mm -hmm. the podcast or I've been doing something for somebody else and I finally asked that person to introduce me to this person. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and I, and this is kind of funny, like the way I see like the meetup thing, like my first idea was like, man, I've done so many podcasts with so many cool people and so many of those individuals I'm on a texting basis with now and like, we'll just bullshit and chat. How cool would it be if all those people who don't know each other, but they all know me and are all really fucking cool. I brought them into one room and now they all know each other and all these other connections are made and like fucking best friends can become things, you know what I mean? And now we're all like collaborating. It's just like, it could be such a cool thing. Yeah, that's how I've, I, that's how I've met so many people with, uh, um, like you, you, you look up to certain people and then whenever you find them, you realize who they look up to too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you look up to this person and they look up to these other people, you can connect the dots there and you're probably going to fuck with that person too. So that's what's happened literally throughout so many things with life. And you also, uh, investing in a a coach or investing in other people can be the way it's like, sure. You have to pay money to kind of open that door, but it's a door that's worth opening. Like with Nate, this is kind of how, like I've emailed back and forth with him and things like that. But as soon as, as soon as he said that he was taking on five people to work with, as far as uh, business coaching goes, I applied like that day, like I made it the best application possible. And I was ready. Like, I didn't care what money amount he was going to throw out there. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to pay this because I realize how important previous investments have been on my life. Like I've had whatever, five or six coaches over the years and just how much they've helped me and how valuable those connections are still to this day. It's crazy, dude. Like people will like, like be shocked at how much money I've spent on coaching and mentoring. It's it's kind of insane. I would easily say over a hundred grand in my life of just like, just because over the years I've just invested so much money. And sometimes it's been like, you charge how much? Fuck it. I got to do it. But those were like that year in 2017 when I made all those commitments, I, I really started pushing my business. I grew so much in every area of my life, including financially. I spent more money on coaching than I ever had in my life. I could barely afford it, but I was like, I know this is the right, the right move. And I did it and it was panned out and I doubled my money, way more than doubled my money. It was like just such a good investment. Um, Jason is another great example. The amount of people he's introduced me to and allowed me to make connections with, some which he connected me to and I'm closer to them now than he is, Just but he facilitated that relationship. It's just insane. So I would agree, man. Like there's, there's times where I think mentorships or paying for that kind of thing is simply worth the connections. But you have to ask for those connections. You still have to 
to go out of your way to try to bridge those gaps. Right. And you have to have good shit so that they can, yeah. you know, accept the opportunity or whatever. You know, it's just like, you. what do you bring the t- to the table? Sure, you can ask, but then that's the thing. You can ask, but they don't have to say shit. They don't have to help you. They don't have to do anything. But if, you're, if you've been working your ass off, you know, in the dirt for the past five to 10 years or something, and you have something credible to show that person, then they're like, oh, this kid's got a shot. You know, I would love to help this person and take them to the next level. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like, yeah, and I feel like that's what you're doing right now with 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 all the coaches and you've got a lot going on, dude. Like I I would check just your links in your in your Instagram and it was like, I was like, damn, this dude is this dude is killing it. What all what all do you have going on right now? So like as far as business goes, we um, so I have coaching. That's like our forefront training. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's really just nutrition coaching. So the way we did it is I started as doing training and nutrition Training in individualizing a training program for every single client takes so much time that you can only scale it so much. And then I started realizing too, like, okay, like I have you and another guy within the same age, about five years, within the same height, within a few inches, within the same weight, about 20 pounds, have the same goals, no past injuries. Like training is training, like compounds, accessory, volume, intensity, maybe a little more volume, maybe a little more intensity focus, but like the the cement of it, the foundation of the program is going to be the same. So I started realizing like, how can I create something that allows everybody to have access to my programs for less money than what I'm charging right now, because they get less access to me and I can have more time to do nutrition coaching because the reality is nutrition is much more individualized. You can't do a group nutrition. It's just impossible. So we created the elite. So that's our other thing is the boom, boom performance uh, elite. So it's a membership site where we, they, I put all my training programs in there, like three day, four day, five day, six day splits, upper lowers, push, pull legs, full body, like everything you can think of cardio, conditioning, education, mobility, like a ton of stuff in there, private group with Q and A's. Like that's kind of like our hub for our low end like price. And then we just give a discount to any nutrition client. So now somebody signs up and they want training nutrition. Cool. You're doing nutrition. You jump in the elite. Sign up with one of my coaches, nutrition, jump in the elite. So we created that. So we have nutrition coaching and then the Boom Boom Elite, which is our membership site for training. Um, I do a lot of eBooks because I just love writing. So I do have a handful of programs that we sell as a one-time cost. Some people just don't like membership. They don't like monthly cost and they get excited about like a launch that I'm doing for a program. So I did start creating programs and I started doing that before the membership site. Um, but that kind of created the idea because people would jump on for nutrition. I'd be like, Hey, just take functional muscle. You can have it for free. It's an ebook, but I sell it for 70 bucks on my website. It's yours. So they would do nutrition in my ebook, but in nine weeks when the program's done, I'm like, shit, what now? Mm-hmm. Right. So the elite came from that, but we still do ebooks. I'm going to actually launch one in September. Um, so a lot of writing, a lot of ebooks, some of, some of them are free, some of them are paid membership site, coaching, my mentorship program. I keep at a 15 person cap. It's very like intimate and I like to keep it that way. But those are people I actually get on calls with every week. Um, we do a, it's not a mastermind. I call it the coaches collective. So they can come out to Seattle two to three times a year and we do like a meetup mastermind for two days um that's a separate thing and then uh speaking would be like the next thing but that's not like i, I don't like generate a bunch of revenue from that it's just like i just love doing seminars love speaking so right not yet so, not, not yet. yet right so yeah. september i'm going to arizona i'm speaking um at jason's events like a coaching business event 2020 i'm going to oregon i'm speaking at the trainer summit which i'm pretty excited about uh joel jameson will be there like a couple other strength coaches in the sport realm so i'll be going on over nutritional periodization so speaking is up there but my main thing is man it's just coaching and content like 
we, I spend just as much time creating free content as I do actually coaching people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I would agree. It's, 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 it's absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, well, cool, man. Yeah. That's uh, like I said, I, I checked your stuff and I was looking through it. I was like, this is, this is all legit. And like you said, you have plenty of different options for, for, for different tastes and, uh, you know, anything that anybody can think of, you've, you've probably got it covered. Um, so yeah, it's been, um, it's, it's good, man. It's real good. I appreciate what you're doing. And I think, um, yeah, we just, we need more people like you. We need more coaches like you, you know, fathers like you, coaches like you. It's just, it's, it's really cool, um, that, uh, we can have this opportunity to connect and, uh, hopefully for like the four listeners that are, that are paying attention right now, like, uh, shout out to them. But I just, I think it's really cool, um, that you're giving me your time and, uh, allowing, uh, me to ask these questions because a lot of this honestly is just for me. Like I'm trying to figure this out too, just as much as, uh, anyone else's. So, so I just want to say, yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming on and, and thank you for, for, for everything that you've been doing, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you for that. Uh, the intro and the outro, dude, I appreciate it. I, I love doing this kind of stuff. I always tell people like, if you're not willing to give your time for free or just give value for free, like, what are you doing, man? Like, that's really, it really, what it boils down to. I get a lot of coaches that ask me like, how do you have time to make so much content? It's like, I prioritize making free content just as much as I prioritize anything else in my business. Like, I think a lot of people see dollar signs and they forget like kind of neglect free content. Like I see dollar signs and I'm like, can that work around the free content creation? Like, like I'm literally buying again, this, I don't know when this is going to air, but so we next Tuesday, dude, it's, it's oh, next okay. week, dude. We're, okay, we're, we're so on it. This will literally be the first time anybody hears me talk about this warehouse. Cause I haven't even put it on social media or anything, but I'm literally investing a lot of money monthly for a warehouse, but then also to put all the equipment in there and just have the liability and risk of having a, a three-year commitment to owning this facility just so I can create more free content for people. Right. Like, if that's not commitment to do like value, I don't <laughs> right. know what the fuck is. But, like, to me, it's just like I've, I've built this to a point where it's like, okay, now, now I'm making enough money so that I can give back even more. And I think that's where people screw up. It's like, how can I give back more? How can I give back more? Okay, we made more money. Okay, I do need money for bills, but also how can I get back more? And like live below your means, man. Like I used to like when I first started making, I was like, let me get some cool watches and then like some Jordans and they just sit and get dusty. And I'm like, now I wear blank shirts, comfy sweats and chucks. Yeah. That's yeah. my wardrobe, man. Like I don't, it's, I, I don't know. Like I think like my perspective on a lot of things have changed and you just start to realize how important value is, how important giving is and what you, and going back to like one of the first things we talked about, why do you do this? Mm -hmm. Like I do this to coach and a story. And I think that's, I think like, I'm not going to say we need more of me because I, I, I think there's so many people doing great things. Uh, and so many people I look up to that I strive to be like, but we need more great coaches period. Like we just need more people remembering what a coach actually does. That's it, dude. That's it. That I, I, could not agree more. I know mic drop, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's good shit. No, I, I I love that a lot. Um, well, cool, cool. So I think, all right. I as far as I guess we've already done a few of the plugs, but the main places that people can find you are probably going to be website, Instagram. What what would you say? Yeah, I mean, boomboomperformance.com has everything. I mean, that's where we have put everything on there. Um, but Instagram, Cody or at Cody boom boom. Um, I that's probably where I'm most active. Uh, follow me, comment. DM, ask me for help. That's I always share links to everything else too. So we have the podcast, the blog, all that shit as well. But um, everything is 
I mean, boom, boom performance. And speaking of Nate Green, he was the one that was like, how can you forget boom, boom? And like laughed. And I was like, that's why I did it. <laughs> yeah, true. That's very true. Yeah, so. for sure. And I'll, I'll make sure I include all of those links um, and all that good stuff in the show notes. But um, cool. Yeah, man, this was amazing. Cody, thank you so much for, for coming on. And I recommend everybody uh, send him a DM, ask him a question, check out his stuff. Uh, yeah, and get involved. Thank you, man. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time. Mm